Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the show. Uh, I'm Rod Rodriguez, and today we're talking about, uh, we're going to go something serious, and then we're going to break it up and have some fun. We have a little lighthearted discussion. Um, so up first, we're going to talk about the Vanessa Guillen rally that happened here in Washington, D.C. Uh, yesterday. I was there. I got to experience it for myself, uh, a powerful event. Uh, and to help me talk about that, the wonderful, the amazing Libby Howe. Uh, so I was at the Vanessa Guillen rally yesterday. Um, I was covering that for uh, another podcast that I do, Military Matters, shameless plug, what up? Uh, it was interesting. I, I have been talking with Natalie Quam, the lawyer, um, and her group, as well as the, the Guillens. Um, it, was a, it, was a, it was a very powerful rally. It was interesting. There was some interesting parts to it but uh, i know you've been covering the story as well i have been i wasn't at the rally but i've been covering kind of the the political the legislative side of it um there was a congressional hearing on tuesday of this week i think specifically about the sexual harassment prevention programs at fort hood so before everything happened with vanessa guillen they were doing an an inspection. They called it an inspection, not an investigation. An inspection of the SHARP program at Fort Hood. And what that inspection revealed was that the SHARP programs at Fort Hood are up to the Army's standards. They surveyed a bunch of soldiers stationed there, different demographics, female, male, um, different ethnic backgrounds. And what their results showed was that the SHARP programs at Fort Hood are running the way that they're supposed to. And after things started to come to light with Vanessa Guillen, they went back to Fort Hood and even extended the survey to her specific unit and said that there were no specific differences between Vanessa Guillen's unit and the rest of Fort Hood, which is extremely concerning. And members of Congress pointed this out. It's like if Fort Hood's SHARP operations are up to standards, then there's something wrong with the Army standards because those operations missed the sexual harassment and eventual murder of a soldier I, on the operation. That's exactly what I was about to say, is just because you meet the standard doesn't mean you're good. The, the, the problem could be the fucking standard. And that's, that's the issue that I brought up several times when people are like, well, we're sending... So first of all, I've been there for numerous 
military in inspections of, 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 of many sorts. And what ends up happening is the army, the army, the whole process is done to the lowest denominator. So it's designed by nature to be as simple as possible. You have a checklist. So when, when they say like, oh, we got these Fort Hood inspectors coming in or, or Fort Bragg is sending inspectors to Fort Hood to check out a program, it doesn't mean they're looking necessarily at the effectiveness of a program. They're looking at whether the program is in place in accordance with a regulation. So most of the time, it's more like, are the files labeled in this particular way? Make sure the files are labeled that way. Are the manila folders colored the correct way? They are colored the correct way. Are they placed in the proper containment unit? They are placed in the proper containment unit. Not necessarily, is this functioning? Does this actually work? What is the effectiveness of this program? I think that's where the military has a very interesting way of hiding efficiency by saying we meet a standard that we created in the first place, but it doesn't necessarily speak to the efficiency of anything. Right, and it was um, two of the female veterans serving in Congress, there were only seven of them, and two of them were part of this hearing, and it was one of them, Representative Mikey Sherrill, who said like, if this is up to the Army standards. There is something wrong with the Army standard. The Army actually announced during that rally, which was very interesting timing, they announced the panel that they're sending back to Fort Hood to conduct a, an independent review is what they're calling it. And it is four civilian lawyers, I believe, and a veteran advocate make up this panel. So it's supposed to be very independent of the military's command structure, structure of Fort Hood's command environment. It should be a very, hopefully, objective review of what's going on in Fort Hood. But even then, uh, I mean, the question has to be asked, well, who are these guys? Who selected them? Um, I, while I was at that rally, I'll, I'll tell you what, what was really startling to me was, I'm out there with my audio equipment. And it's obvious I'm, I'm acting as a any reporter status in a journalist journalistic fashion you know got the ears and the the, the my little uh, shotgun mic how many women came up to me and said are you a journalist and i'm like well yeah I'm, I'm a podcast journalist i'm here covering the story and they start with i have a story for you this happened to me i couldn't believe it there were people there with stories that I, I, I one, one, one woman in particular, um, she was an advocate for somebody who had been sexually assaulted. When her, when the victim named the, the, uh, the, the, her attacker turns out he was connected to some like colonels or some, some high ranking officers. And it was like a national guard unit. And being the advocate, she says that she was forced out of the military. Like they forced her. They, they, there was a, there was an effort to have her retired from the army in order for her to stop advocating for this particular person. And then while I'm talking to Natalie Kwam, the attorney for uh, 
Vanessa, another woman comes up to her and says, hey, listen, I know you, you're super busy and you've got two minutes, but here's my pitch. My friend is scheduled to testify against her accuser and her unit is sending her away on training. And they're, they're basically making it that if you don't go to this training, we're going to UCMJ you. And that training just happens to be at the same time as she's supposed to go testify. This all happened within about two hours of being at that rally. I, I couldn't believe it. It is definitely a question of, and this has come up again and again and again in these hearings and this grassroots movement, this has been called the Me Too movement of the military. And there's a lot of hope that this is going to be the catalyst for change after decades and decades and decades of these same problems, these same hearings, these same efforts. But it, the hearing on Tuesday of this week, you had Department of Defense and Department of the Army officials saying like, we reviewed Fort Hood and they're up to standards. The Army's up to standards, everything's kosher with their sharp effort. And then the second panel of witnesses were two Army veterans who had experienced sexual assault or sexual harassment in the military in the 90s and had not received justice, hadn't seen their perpetrators called to justice. And we're talking about the very deeply embedded cultural problems around their experiences as females in the army in the 1990s that are still prevalent today in 2020. There is a, a reckoning within this country in regard to racial justice, and it's going hand in hand with the military's Me Too movement. And uh, this grassroots effort believes that this, if never before, is the time for that culture to significantly shift. And without a significant cultural shift, these problems are gonna continue. There will be more Vanessas. It will take nothing less than a major shift in culture within the military. Isn't it strange that we have, that this is a cultural issue? And like, I have, I might, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say I'm, 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 I'm guilty of, inappropriate comments in the workplace, 100%. Um, when I was brought up, my first duty station was uh, in Germany. I was an artilleryman. I did four years, well, three and a half, three and a half years as an artilleryman, uh, all-male unit, doing that life. When I reclassed to intelligence, I remember very specifically, uh, they brought me into the first sergeant's office. And it was the first sergeant, my commander, and my platoon sergeant. And they all sat me down, all three of them. I was like, oh, I'm in trouble. Like, I was like, oh, God, no, what have I done? I'm supposed to be leaving this place. Uh, and they sat me down to talk to me specifically about Fort Huachuca. And I'm like, what, what's going on? And they said, Private Rodriguez, you have, uh, was at the time, Specialist Rodriguez, Specialist Rodriguez, you've never worked alongside females. Uh, women, uh, female soldiers are different. Um, they will report you for anything and everything. You have to be very careful when you go there. Um, shut the hell up. Don't say nothing to nobody. Stay away from them if you can. Uh, if they wear uniform, just leave them alone. And uh, like, I was spooked. 
I was a private or I was a young E4 below uh, specialist. And they're like basically telling me that women in uniform are the boogeyman and they will get you. Um, I showed up to, to Fort Huachuca and I was just like, I was shot. I was, I was scared. I was like, Oh God. Oh God. If I, you know, uh, my drill sergeant at Fort Sill was a female. So I really didn't think that they were that, uh, they, they weren't the boogeyman at the time, but the way it was kind of painted to me was that they were, there is a culture in the military of, of a certain attitude towards women and a certain attitude towards, um, I guess sexual harassment and inappropriate workplace conversation. I I I wonder though, thinking going back to like that Air Force female uh, captain or is she a colonel? The one who said that basically, uh, if you want to work with males in the military, you just gotta suck up the harassment. You just gotta suck up the assault and deal with it. Um, I wonder how many of the women that I served with and alongside let some of those comments go because they were trying to fit in as opposed to being okay with potty humor on a personal level. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And one of the two army veterans who testified, it was Lucy Delgadio and Melissa Bryant. They're very well known within this movement at this point, And they had very powerful testimonies. And one of the things that Melissa Bryant said was she was led to believe, she was she used the word gaslit. She was gaslit to believe that this was the price of admission to be an officer in the army as a female. And she was dealing with very inappropriate comments from her, from her subordinates, from her peers, from all sorts of levels of military. And it was the price of admission. She was gaslit to believe. So this is very much you have to wonder. And it's it's um it's being called to light now more because specifically Vanessa didn't feel comfortable reporting. That is one of the aspects of this whole thing that is very significantly under scrutiny and people want to get to the bottom of it. What makes people uncomfortable about reporting? And we all know, but how do you change that? How did that's, that's a culture that has to be changed. And it's how many females like Melissa Bryant, are operating uh, under the belief that this is the price of admission. This is something that's going to happen. If you report it, you're not paying the price. You're not, you're not going to advance without this ticket forward. There, there's an interesting movement in general. Maybe you've seen it. I, I'm going to go out on a limb here again, and I might be making some connections to maybe this is me in my conspiracy hat. Um, I'm seeing a lot of movement towards exposing sexual crimes. Um, we're, I'm like, my, my social media, especially because I'm so kind of connected into the veteran environment, there are so many vets that are talking about Hollywood pedophilia. They're talking about, um, you know, the institutional crime the institutional sex crimes that are prevalent in large organizations or in industries. I wonder if this isn't like some type of, I don't know, like a, an awakening of some sort or some reckoning of some sort 
where folks are saying enough is enough. Like there is something inherently different and distinct about a, a crime of sexual nature against anybody. Um, I, I would go so far as to say like murder is one thing, but rape elicits a different response. Uh, is that just me or what, what, are, what are your thoughts on that, Libby? I think we can only hope that enough is enough because for a lot of the advocates and voices at the forefront of this movement with Vanessa Guillen, this is not new. This is, they are not new to the front lines. They have been on the front lines of this for decades. And those individuals are saying enough is enough. And you can only imagine how difficult it must be for people who have been fighting this battle for as long as they have. And for those people to be saying, this is it, this is the end, this is changing now. It gives me hope that this is it, this is the end, because these are problems that have been persistent within the military and within the country for decades. And the same with the racial awakening that's happening across the country, the, the nation is, I don't want to say in a mood, but we're in a mood. <laughs> we're in a mood. I like we're, that. 2020 is a whole mood. And again, one can only hope that if there is a time where things have been shaken up to the degree that something will finally crack in a good way, I think it's now. My only concern is maybe we get too serious. Maybe, and I, I, I think I'm echoing a lot of concerns that I know uh, average people have. And when I say average folks, I mean, jokes are one thing. And I think harassment is another. I think that we should still be allowed as adults to have our fun, to have our humor, to be able to express ourselves and make fun and make light of things that are uncomfortable sometimes, that are uh, sometimes borderline inappropriate. I think it's all about setting. I think that you know, I'm, you're not gonna go do your, your uh, a five minute set at work on you know sex and uh, uh, you know inappropriate content, but there is something to be said about the about feeling comfortable. Maybe it's about what we classify as comfort. Maybe it's it's going to turn into maybe we need to change what makes us comfortable. And like you said, it, it it's cultural. Maybe it's personal. Maybe it's I don't know. I don't know. I just don't want um, folks to, I just don't want to live in a world where there are thought police, there are word police and censorship, but I also don't want to live in a world where I make anyone uncomfortable because, you know, I said something that I thought was okay and it's not. I don't know. I definitely think that's something that has to be navigated 
it's kind of a concept to me of the the bad kids in class have everyone in timeout because there have been too many individuals doing horrible, horrible things that started as jokes in the office. And because that handful of horrible, horrible people did horrible, horrible things, the rest of us have to be very careful about benign comments that we make. And so it's something that has to be, it's not cultural shifts are not easy, which I'm sure is the understatement of existence, that being able to shift this culture isn't going to be as easy as no more jokes. But that, you're right that thought police and not being able to say things that are completely innocent, that's, it's going to be difficult to navigate not crossing that line when the bad kids in class have already crossed lines that should not have been crossed. So folks, I think the message here is if you don't want to walk a tightrope, uh, smack the bad kids in the class. Tell them to shut up. Hey, man, you're ruining it for the rest of us. Don't be a jerk. Don't be inappropriate. Don't be gross. Uh, choose your fights. Choose, choose where you, you say what you're going to say. Um, and rape and kill people. Like, that's, that's probably something that we can all agree on is that you shouldn't rape or kill anyone ever. God damn it. Why do we have to tell people this? <laughs> like, why the fuck isn't this common sense? Look. This, I got angry. I get angry over that stuff because I, I, I'm a father. I've got young men. I, I've got a 20-year-old. I've got a 19-year-old. And I have a 15-year-old. And I have a 9-year-old. I've, I've got I have too many kids. But they're all boys and men. I have never once had to tell my son, hey, um, we have a happy chat please don't rape anyone. Could, could you do your old man a solid and not rape anyone? Also on that topic, um, could you res refrain from murdering people? Like never have I thought that's a conversation I have to have with my kid. No one ever had that conversation with me. Like, hey, Rod, could you not rape or murder anybody? And somehow I made it this far with this moral and ethical, I don't know, boundary that says uh, you don't do that shit don't 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 do that in fact that sh that does turn my stomach like i cannot fathom in my brain how anybody could find any pleasure whether it's sexual or in power or in gratification in any way shape or form that rape would be in anyone's mind, okay. I, I, I don't get it. I, I, that's me. I literally do not fucking get it. I don't know. But that's me. Um, Libby, thank you so much for taking time out of your super busy schedule. Uh, where can people find you? You can reach me on Twitter at ECBHow. ECB Howe, folks, follow her on Twitter. Uh, see what she's up to. They're, she and the rest of the Connecting Vets crew are doing amazing things. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and do our mid-episode 
uh, promo here. Folks, 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 my fellow veterans, my fellow veteran supporters, my civilians who support veteran endeavors, ConnectingVets.com, they are doing amazing work. They cover the stories that matter to you, that matter to veterans, that matter to service members. Libby Howe is just one part of this critical uh, machine that is out there getting the good word for you. And don't be the guy, don't be the gal, don't be the, the, the they or the them that is sitting there thinking, well, no one cares about veteran issues. People do care about veteran issues. Uh, Libby, tell us some of the stories that you cover for Connecting Vets. I cover a lot of our active duty personnel, where they're moving, national security issues, defense issues. I am knee deep in Pentagon press briefings. Anything that's coming out of those leadership positions, I will be reporting on. There you go, folks. Libby Howe, go follow her on her Twitter. Come over to ConnectingVets.com. See what we have to offer. We do podcasts. We do written stuff. We're doing these videos right here. We're on YouTube. Um, the only thing we're not doing, I, I don't think we're doing TikTok anymore because apparently the Chinese are breaking in, blackmailing everyone. I don't care uh, about, you know, blackmail. I'll, I'll dance a little jig if that's what it takes for you folks to come over to ConnectingVets.com. Check out our website. Check out our podcast. Uh, I promise you're going to like what you see. And that, folks, is the mid-show promo. Uh, Libby, thanks for being part of that, and I apologize for dragging you into it. Folks, next up, uh, we just came off of a very serious topic. We're going to lighten it up a little bit, man. Um, and, and Am I being hypocritical when I go from sexual harassment and sexual trauma to something funny about sex? I don't know. Maybe I'm being hypocritical. Maybe I'm stepping on my own pee-pee, as it were. I don't think I am. I think I'm, as, look, as long as we draw a line between, you know, yeah. this is inappropriate, that's inappropriate, that's all that matters. That's Phil Briggs. I'm Rod Rodriguez. I'm always glad to have Phil, who does the CBS Ion Veteran Show. Uh, it's available all over the place. It's on the radio. It's on a podcast. Uh, you've heard his voice a thousand times. This is Phil Briggs. Phil, thanks for being on the show, bud. Rod, good to be here, buddy. And uh, don't worry, man. Um, this is all meant to be lighthearted. And while it might be a transition in poor taste, I promise, once we get past the transition, um, this is the laugh you needed this week. Seriously. Like, that's the problem, right? Like, everything is so god damn serious lately man like you turn the fucking news on it's like covid is out to kill you murder hornets are out to kill you did you know joe biden is out to kill you and trump also pedophile rings it's like fuck. yeah <laughs> I, yeah well it, this has a little bit of trump in it has a little bit of politics in it but really it's just like i i, I don't even know if this qualifies as veteran stuff in fact it doesn't Except that veterans sleep. But you know what? This might be the paper bag. This might be a burning bag of, of, of poopies on our doorstep. Like, I, it's just there. Let's just stomp it out. Whatever. Let's have fun with it. Here we go. Lay it on me, Phil. What's going on? All right. Well, this week I couldn't help but notice an article about demon sex. Dream sex with demons and witches, alien DNA, 
and just a ton of other crap that's just completely ridiculous, but was actually news this week. And, um, and that, believe- folks, that, folks, is the back brief. Thanks for being on the show, Phil. Um, that is the death of uh, that's the death of podcasts. Thanks, Phil. Appreciate that. Yeah, no doubt. No, it gets better. Let's <laughs> kill it even further. So we start off with with the whole thing about hydroxychloroquine, right? Which is the only veteran connection I could make in that that was once given to military members for malaria, I think. Whatever it was given for. It was given for something. I don't know what the hell it was. But military members have experienced hydroxychloroquine for years. And it has been prescribed for various things. And it is a treatment in some countries for apparently many diseases. So enter in this doctor from Africa. I want to say she's a, received her doctorate uh, or MD in Nigeria, but uh, her name's Stella Emanuel. And recently she was quoted and retweeted by Donald Trump Jr., which was then picked up by the president and tweeted out to his 84 and a half million followers of a video of her saying hydroxychloroquine um, is necessary to stop COVID, that it's effective to stop COVID, and that masks are not necessary to stop transmission. The video was taken down, Donald Trump Jr. was put in Twitter timeout, and the more we looked at this Dr. Stella Emanuel, the weirder it got. Um, And I'll read just some of the things that I found out about her. Please do. um, She's got, she's got all kinds of crazy videos about demon sex and how some of the biggest problems with uh, women or some of the biggest medical issues with women, uh, endometriosis, uh, cysts, uh, ovarian cysts, things going on down there in that department, um, (laughs) are all as a result of dream sex with demons and demon sperm being left inside the woman apparently causes all this stuff. Um, I but, share of course, his, but of I, course, I mean, this is common knowledge. <laughs> I thought you were going to shock us. <laughs> um, I, I shared out a video earlier this week that you can look up of Dr. Stella Emanuel called Spiritual Husbands and Wives and how demons are actually following us into our sleep to have sex with us because they lust for our flesh. and. Um, the video is called like Incubus and Succubus or something like that. <laughs> I don't know if when I'm asleep, I'm having Incubus or Succubus. I, I don't even, I couldn't get past the first 10 minutes of the video because it's so freaking crazy. But that's the world we live in. Uh, among the other things she's been quoted on as saying, um, besides demon sex causes endometriosis, um, she's also said that... Um, Alien DNA is being used in the medical community to treat diseases. Alien DNA. And (laughs) she's gone on to say that uh, uh, in 2015, she gave a sermon on the Illuminati and their supposed agenda to bring down the United States. And uh, also said that it's proof, or there's proof of this in Harry Potter, the Disney Channel show Wizards of Waverly Place, That's So Raven, and Hannah Montana, and that that was all proof that there's an Illuminati and a plot to take over the country by infecting children. Um, And, oh, she said that there are um, reptilian spirits, half man, half ET, that are involved in 
our government and that are all part of this Illuminati plan. So. And this is a real doctor. Yeah, and in, a, in addition to being a doctor, look up, uh, oh, hang on a second, let me look it up. You know, I, while you're looking that up, this reminds me of an email I received about six months ago. And it was the best email ever. It was uh, a Nigerian prince scam. Um, but the, the scam, instead of like, you know, we have a Nigerian prince, blah, blah, blah. It was a Nigerian astronaut. And the scam goes like this. Dear Mr. Rod, um, we sent a Nigerian astronaut with the Russians. He's, uh, he went out to their space station. We are unable to bring him back because we don't have the money to bring him back. So he's stuck on a space station, a Russian space station, all by himself in space. Um, we can put money in your account and we'll let you keep a, a little bit of it. But of course, we need that money to bring him home. Please do not leave our astronaut to die in space by himself. And now I have a Nigerian, it, like this, this reminded me like Nigerian doctor, Nigerian astronaut. Is this for real? Is this, is she asking for money that I, uh, that can only be put in my bank account and then we're going to save a Nigerian prince or in this case, a Nigerian astronaut? Yes. And I think in a way, this is a very soft sell. I don't think the hydroxychloroquine speech that she gave in front of the Supreme Court recently um, was a ploy for direct donations. I think that's just lunacy. But She's not just a Nigerian doctor. She's also a religious leader. And that's what I was looking up. Um, huh. Fire, Firepower Ministries. Look up Firepower Ministries on YouTube. Wait, you you say Firepower Ministries. Yeah, like, like Firepower Ministries. Um, and you can look it up on YouTube. The video I watched was Deliverance from Spirit Husbands and Spirit Wives. That covers the demon sex, ovarian cysts all that action. But she has many videos on there where you can donate to Firepower Ministries and she covers all kinds of topics. And I think, I, I think for a long time, she's been soliciting people for money in exchange for her religious and her medical expertise. <laughs> so, do you... I can't even say it. Demon sex. Like, do, mo do motherfuckers not Google people? Like... <laughs> Like, if I'm going to put up a bunch of doctors to talk right. about a politically sensitive medical topic that, that people are dying from, fucking Google their right. name. Just a simple, like, get on the Googlays and figure out maybe, like, this person isn't the most credible human being to put in front of all these people. I mean, right. I'm not going to dismiss her, her medical credentials. Fine. You, you, I, I'm going to. But. I know. I know. Here's the thing. I know plenty of well-educated morons. Yeah. Yes. I, I and you know them too. Uh, hell, I might be. I might be one of them. You know, I got a master's degree, and I, I'm probably you know one of the dumber. Uh, you have a master's degree. I have a fucking master's degree. <laughs> Don't laugh at that. You're not supposed to laugh at that, sir. That is uncalled for. Well, I'm just, I didn't know. That's hey, good. I have good. A, no, good no, you. it's not. I'm, I'm, 
I have a master's degree in mental health counseling and I host a, a, a YouTube channel. Um, yeah, my money was well spent. Thanks. Something went very wrong, but okay. <laughs> but you know what I'm not doing is I'm not going out there blaming your mental health problems on sex demons. Although, here, but Phil, here's the thing. Yeah. And it's funny because I, I kind of made this joke over um, Facebook. One of my friends was talking about like uh, something about like people don't want facts anymore. And it's true. I would make... I could have a bigger following. Like right now, we were just talking about like, you know, podcast stats. It's hard to break a thousand in certain things and certain things you think it's going to, but it doesn't. Here's how we break a thousand, Phil. You ready for this? Here's how you and I are going to get together and we're going to break the internet. We become, bring, bring it up. We become psychic healers. <laughs> yes. You and I are going to solve COVID by psychic healing. And we're going to sell this light right here, this boom, right here. See that green light, folks? The blue light? That blue light right here, that's for healing. And for $59.95, I meant $159.95, maybe $259.95. We're going to send you one of these. And Phil and I are going to use our psychic healing powers to, to, to heal you of COVID and protect you in a biodefense shield. <laughs> And I think that's what we should do. I think this story just proves that that kind of wacky nonsense is what people want to consume. And maybe it is because this is the craziest year we've ever seen. Maybe it is because there's so much anger and strife and so many problems in the world today that we're just grasping for the most ludicrous thing we can to, you know, give our brain like brain candy. You know, we just want to, we just want to sugar high to feel better. But this. This is the sugar high that really makes me feel better because can I get deeper into this? Because apparently it's oh, not just demon do. sex. Please do. Please lay it on me. All right. Apparently it's not just demon sex. Um, there's even more. Um, according to Emmanuel, that uh, people can tell if they've taken demonic possession or a demonic husband or spirit wife, if they have a sex dream about someone they know or a celebrity, if they wake up aroused, if they stop getting along with their real world spouse, and I mean, <laughs> who hasn't that happened to? <laughs> if they lose money, or if they're generally experiencing any kind of hardship. Again, waking up aroused, dreaming of celebrities, fighting with the wife, economic hardship, any hardship. I think all of us have those things. Alternatively, you could be having sex with a witch. And I've known some witches. <laughs> this, is, this list was written by a dude that cheated on his wife. That's what happened. This list was okay. written by a dude who was like, no, nah, no, nah, baby, no, no. I, I, I wasn't cheating on you. See what? I was having demon sex. Demon sex. With and witches. Witch. And I aliens. Don't I don't love that witch. That witch. She don't know me. God damn it, man. I can't so, deal with these people. So check this out. So apparently if you're having witch sex, oh, well, that's called astral sex. Sex. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> if you're having sex with a witch, that's astral sex. Sex in the astral. Uh, I, I, I was avoiding that. I was okay. avoiding that, and you went for it. You literally... 
you you literally set yourself up for your own rebound. I want you to know how how absolutely gross that is, but whatever. Okay. Uh, sex with witches is astral sex. Emmanuel said in her sermon uh, that this means the person is not really a demon or a nephilim. It's just a human being that's a witch, and they astral project and sleep with people. So witches can enter our dream space through astral projection. Okay, astral. so will you stop saying astral, please? You're making me uncomfortable. You're making no. our listeners and our viewers uncomfortable. Nobody <laughs> wants to see Phil Briggs like astral. Um, although if you're into that, for $29.95, he will be releasing his ASMR video um, where he just says astral for 30 minutes. Um, somebody right now is like, sold. I'll buy it. I'll buy two. Uh, but here's the thing, man. So we've got a, a fucking doctor, a legit real doctor with some interesting beliefs. I what, Out of all that shit, out of all that crazy shit, what really bothers me, honestly, like on a real level, is that this doctor is like, oh, you don't need masks, by the way. I, I, I think it's fascinating that we're living in a day and age where something as common sense as masks prevent the spread of disease Something as common sense as that is now under fire. We're like, that's not true. That's stupid. Yeah, okay, you know what? Next time, next time you go in for surgery, just be like, hey, doc, uh, how about you not be a sheeple and take the fucking mask off when you're operating on me? Because <laughs> that's dumb. Yeah. Here's my suggestion. Here's my recommendation, Phil. Right. Okay. I think we need to have a national cough in each other's mouth day. <laughs> Hear me out. Hear me out. We all walk outside of our homes. We do the opposite of social distancing. We find our neighbor and we cough in each other's mouths. We just, we just accelerate it. You know what I mean? Like a fast burn. And it's over. Like everybody should catch COVID. 25% of the country will die. But the survivors, one, Lots of parking. Um, two. Hey, who's this? Who's this? What's going on? How unprofessional is this? That's Phil Briggs' uh, children invading his workspace. And thank the gods. Thank God that he stopped. Let's thank God that he stopped talking about certain things before children entered the room. It's going to be hard to edit, I know. Oh, no, we're keeping this in. Yeah. This is gold, sir. Yeah. Yeah. You got to say hi. Hi. You got to be on TV. Hello. Hi. Show everybody what you got. A color go. and sticker book. I love it. It's a demon and witch coloring book. <laughs> yeah. Sir. Yeah. Sir. Yeah. I will not be party to this level of corruption. Nice. These also ward off evil spirits. These also ward off. Yes. For twenty nine ninety five, Phil will send you those stickers to ward off evil spirits. And your own cyst removal kit right here. All right. I love you, people.
tell him to shut the door. But to your point, Rod, yeah, what if we did do that? What if we just, yeah, tell the surgeon, go ahead. You don't need the mask today. T go cough in your neighbor's mouth, cough in, you know, your wife's coffee. I mean, just, what are we like? What is this world like? I have no idea. Here's, here's, the, here's the funny thing. Since I started wearing a mask, and yeah. this is no bullshit. Since I started wearing a mask, I haven't gotten sick this year. Like, I got sick early, early, early on in January. We all went like social dis ever since we've been social distancing yeah. and wearing masks, dude, I normally catch like a summer cold, nothing. Yeah. I, that's interesting. Huh. I've been, I've been good. I had the sniffles for a little bit. I think it was allergies, but even allergies, like I got a fucking mask on. Um, I'm not going to say like, I will wear a mask for the rest of my life. The minute we can go into a restaurant without wearing a mask, I will probably not wear a mask. Um, but from now on, like, if I'm going to get on a plane, I'm definitely wearing a mask because I realized, like, how gross it was. People were, like, doing weird stuff and touching it. I like the sanitization. I like the sanitization. Sanitizing? Sanitizing. Uh, planes are doing. Yeah. But let me ask you, Phil. Yeah. If your doctor, if you Googled your doctor and you found out he was putting out videos about demon sex and alien sperm and succubuses. Succubi? Succubi? Succubi. Um, astral. Astral yes. projections. Um, would you feel differently? Would you go to the doctor? Would you still go with that to that doctor if you found out he was that dude? Yes, but just not for medical reasons. I would probably just go <laughs> once a month to go entertain myself. Just go and like invent some problem I'm having like I'm waking up you know and I I can't explain it and I'm fighting with my wife I mean I would just I would feed into the whole thing just to amuse myself because for the $15 copay come on <laughs> that kind of, that's it, priceless entertainment it's about right the same price of a comedy club since it's like you have to buy one drink minimum like <laughs> right. I, I'm in I'm in. I wish you would be the family physician. Like, bring the kids. <laughs> I don't know. That's I would, but you're right. It's ridiculous. It's crazy. It's the world we live in, and um, it's the best thing I saw all week. So, there. You know, I love it. <laughs> here's the thing, man. I have an aunt who says, who said some of the crazy shit too. She would be I'm like, oh man, um, you know, when my when my ex-wife was pregnant. Uh, she was like, oh, you should put an egg over her belly and like this amulet over this. And it's like, what? Like, you're, no, <laughs> that's weird. Um, I, I don't know. People have their, their, their beliefs, I guess. But is it wrong to make fun of somebody for their beliefs? No, it's not wrong. Yeah. Um, you don't have to like it. You don't even have to respect it, but you do have to acknowledge it. Yes. I think that's about it. Phil, where can people find out more about you and your obsession with astral planes, demon seeds, and succubi? Well, you can always find all of my jazz, including astral sex and uh, demon spirits. Uh, you can find it all at connectingvets.com. Look on the audio section, find CBS Ion Veterans. And uh, every weekend, airing on radio stations around the country, you can hear it. Um, this week, really cool show. We've got um, uh, 
Special Operations Warrior Foundation on there. Um, some great news from a doctor at the VA about what to do if you can't make rent, that unemployment benefits ran out and you're on the verge or you might be homeless or you could be experiencing housing instability. There are VA programs for that. And Dr. Keith Harris talks to us about that. And then uh, my favorite thing this weekend, Evan Williams Bourbon. And we talked to uh, two people that won the Evan Williams Bourbon American Made Hero Awards, uh, which included $5,000 donations to the charities that they operate. And uh, we talked to two incredible, incredible veterans, an Air Force veteran and an Army veteran you won't soon forget. They're doing amazing things with their lives now that they're out of the military. And uh, Evan Williams Bourbon recognized that and gave him five grand. So we'll talk to each of them and I'll be drinking bourbon all weekend long, connectingvets.com. And folks, um, he's not even drunk. He's not even drinking right now. And we're talking no. about demon sex and succubi. Um, imagine this weekend when he's all looking up on that, that good stuff. Folks, that was Phil Briggs. I'm Rod Rodriguez. I don't even know what the hell the show's about anymore. This is supposed to be about the news of the week. And, and I guess it was the news of the week. Uh, but you know what? Just, just deal with it. Look, the world is, is complicated and scary and awful right now. Let's just... Have a little fun with some demon sex, uh, with some succubi and aliens and whatnot. You know what? We've, we didn't even mention the fact that the government is coming out right now and saying, hey, by the way, aliens might exist. UFOs might exist uh, more later. How would you – how do you – that was an actual uh, thing this week, and the government left us with a cliffhanger. They said, uh, the, we have been investigating it. There is something there, but we'll tell you next week and now we're just waiting to find out what kind of uh succubi alien maybe she's right maybe this doctor's right we're all just <clears throat> victims of aliens and witches and demons i don't know the world is the most fucked up reality show you've ever watched welcome to 2020 folks this is this is the game this is this year is the most fire year in in history um Folks, that does it for me. Thanks for uh, listening. Thanks for watching. We're, of course, ConnectingVets.com. We are the news source that you need to be going to, checking out every day. We're covering the stories that matter to you, that matter to veterans everywhere, and the people that support veterans. Remember, if you're not a veteran, still go to ConnectingVets.com. We've got podcasts. We've got radio shows. We've got stories. One more time, ConnectingVets.com. I'm Rod Rodriguez. That was Phil Briggs, and we are out. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.